everybody. Thanks for joining us for another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. With me as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a action-packed full pod for you folks tonight. Uh, we're going to be covering a lot, uh, all with college football. We have the conference championships games that are done, the college football playoff that is now set. Whether you like it or not, it's going to be Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. We're going to get into that. And, of course, the games that brought us there. Uh, and then look at all the other bowl games, including where LSU is going and try and figure out maybe who that bowl is, actually. Um, and, of course, guess what? We have the Heisman uh, next week, the Heisman presentation. So, uh, obviously, we're going to give our thoughts on that and who we think may deserve it. Uh, you can submit your guesses now. But before we get into all that, I want to check in with the co-host see how y'all are doing guys it's i mean it's we're in december now this i feel like this year just flew by i mean i guess having two program championships will do that to you but let's see how you guys are doing i am not even ready for the holidays i'm gonna say that now but hope you all are man good to be here good to be talking talking uh lsu with you um but you're totally right this season has really just flown by in my opinion and uh i was watching I mean, yesterday, you know, watching game day yesterday, then watching uh, SEC championship was really, I was kind of sad because, like, there's so many. Uh, I mean, it's a lot, pretty much the last. I mean, we get the playoff, but, but you know, it's kind of the last of this season. So, um, you know, it's bittersweet. But now yeah, we can look forward to another one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's always one more next year. But it was it was a good weekend, action packed Friday and Saturday uh, with the Pac-12 playing on Friday. So I got to watch watch a lot of those games. Um, some pretty exciting ones and some ones that were more duds than others. Uh, but we'll get into that. And certainly uh, a lot of excitement about the playoff selection, considering that it was not a clear four this year and somebody was getting left out. And unfortunately that happened to be Florida state and also Georgia, depending on your perspective, mm -hmm. but yeah, pretty crazy. Um, the way things shook out and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, a lot of discourse online over the next number of weeks until the, the playoffs actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, uh, which it usually does kind of proves if the, the committee did pick the four best teams, because, you know, we've seen teams get picked before, Particularly from the Big Ten, you know, where they, they made the playoff and then they just get absolutely destroyed in the first game against usually an SEC team. But um, as, it, as it turns out, it will be Michigan versus Alabama for that game and then Texas and Washington, which could be interesting. Uh, I was able to watch some of the or most of the Pac-12 title game between Oregon and Washington. I mean, it was good. Uh, I thought that was a good game. I'd say either one of those teams would give a good, uh, you know, something good in the postseason. Although I, I almost feel sad for Oregon because after the season they've had, and they've only lost to the same team twice by what a field goal each time. And now that team's in the playoff and who do they get in their ball game? Liberty. Nice. No offense to Liberty, but, Come on, that's not even the same. It's not even the same le level, realm, whatever you want to call it, as as what Oregon was uh, doing this year. Anyway, uh, but I, I had some thoughts on the individual players of that game. But uh, of course, I was able to watch the you know SEC title game. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Georgia kind of, I mean, they started out great, but then they just kind of fell off and they had to play catch up after that. And it just didn't happen for them. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the, you know, uh, the, the decision on the committee. But as far as the, uh, you know, the games themselves, I mean, Texas throttled uh, Oklahoma State. Michigan took care of Iowa. As far as the games themselves, yeah, I mean, the teams that won those conference championship games seem to be the best, you know, the top tier teams in the country. I, you know, Tommy, I'm sure you agree there. I still don't feel like there's one team now that stands out as maybe the best in the country. Maybe you could say Alabama based off of their run since losing to Texas, but I don't know, just some of the games they've played this year. I still don't know that they're the, actually the best team in the country, but I guess, I guess we're going to find out in a month. So what do you think of like the, you know, the conference championships games and, you know, everything leading up to the committee's selection? Um, I mean, I, overall, I mean, I, I agree with you on the Oregon Washington game really was a coin flip going into the end. And, um, you know, kind of sucks for Oregon, but uh, Washington continued was was able to continue to take care of business against them. Um, so credit to them. Uh, I feel like Oregon had the chance to win and, you know, could have pulled ahead, but it was really neck and neck and, and Washington ended up with it um, from our perspective for LSU fans like. This you gotta you gotta be excited about Oregon losing and Bo Nix having a bad pretty much bad performance in the last game of the season and the, on the biggest stage he's had because um, mm-hmm. you know you could see it in the in the betting markets that Jade Dan- after that game Jade Daniels shot up to number one for the Heisman so um, you know excited about that uh, as far as the SEC championship goes man that was one of the best games I've seen in a while um, probably the best game I've seen all year just as far as like, I mean, these two teams going at it. Uh, I really do think, and, and I mean, I, I think that you're right, Scott, the, uh, or I, throughout the season, I've said there are no, there are no elite teams in college football this year. Uh, I, I have talked about, I mean, I questioned Georgia for a while now. I think I was a little bit validated in that um, after last night's performance. And, mm-hmm. I, and I would say, I think I'd agree. I think Alabama's probably the best team in this playoff now, even though they're the four seed. Um, I mean, especially uh, Milrow is really coming to his own. He didn't have a great game last night. Didn't have a bad game by any means, but um, the Milrow we're seeing over the past, we'll say four weeks compared to the first four weeks of the season is uh, he's really playing at a high level. And that offensive line is playing it, playing so well. He has so much time. He doesn't have to worry about anything. Um, but, you know, defense is, is solid. Uh, they didn't even have Jason McClellan last night which was a, you know, would have been a big factor for him. Um, so, I mean, looking at the playoff from, from this perspective, I, I think Bam probably wins it all. I think they beat, I think they beat Michigan. And then from there, I, I like them against Texas or, uh, I mean, yeah, Texas, the Texas rematch would be kind of cool. Um, it's the one team that beat them, but I, I like them against Texas or, uh, or Washington, whichever, whatever, you know, whichever team wins. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely of of all the years to or of all the, the ways that this could go out um, the year before we moved to a, a, a 12 team playoff. I mean, this is the perfect year for it with the amount of people left out. Right. The two highest build conference championship games going into this weekend, which were the Pac-12 and the SEC, both turned in the best viewing experiences and best play on the field. Um the other teams pretty much took care of business and went to chalk Michigan rolling over Iowa, who 
Uh, I mean, they need to take notes from Jaden Daniels on offense. That was hard to watch for a little while. I turned that on late yesterday. Uh, and then Florida State winning with their third string quarterback after their backup uh, was held out with the concussion protocol. So they took care of Louisville, um, although not in exactly convincing fashion. Louisville hung around until the end. But they, they did enough to what they thought secure themselves a, a playoff position. And ultimately, that was not the case. Uh, but yeah, Tex- Texas ran away with it against Oklahoma State, and they were pretty impressive. I mean, Quinn Ewers was moving. They have a lot of weapons on offense, and they, I think they were deserving uh, of a playoff spot. You can kind of go back and forth between them and Florida State, which we'll get to. But yeah, um, I was high on Washington going into the season and uh, pretty pleased to see them perform uh, all the way. Oregon was favored by 10 points. I was like, it d- just doesn't make sense for the yeah. team that's already already beat them to be uh, the underdog by 10 points um and, and they showed why winning outright but like you said tommy the, the sec championship was the kind of cream of the crop a uh, big send-off for sec on cbs they had the sizzle reels with all the history moments Vern lundquist on there uh in the intro and then brad nestler and gary danielson calling it i, I was sad uh they they were kind of milking the the theme song for all it was worth they were playing it like at every opportunity oh, good. i mean but, i was like thank you please continue yeah uh, it's gonna be sad once espn gets the rights to the, all the sec games next year and it's i think they just have a little bit more of a corporate atmosphere yeah. about it so um cool. that's a little bittersweet moment there and but yeah uh, all exciting games and uh I think at the very end, the, the cream of the crop is rising to the top in terms of college football. Uh, so got two two exciting playoff games on the slate. I don't foresee any big blowouts, really, like uh, we've had some in the past. Uh, so that's good, at least. The, the committee had a, a good set of teams to choose from. Now, there's okay. There's something I wanted to bring up, uh, and you saw this all yesterday uh, prior, you know, as, as games were going on, teams were playing and playing and analysts were speculating about who would make the playoff. The big, the big decision that the committee had to weigh that they put into these two terms, it's most deserving best team. Where do y'all stand on that? Because I know where I stand. I would say that by my, by my thinking, the committee got it wrong. Um, But you know, others might say different. Do you, do you stand with best team or do you stand with most deserving? And if so, do you like which what do you think this playoff shows best team or, or, or most deserving? I would say that I would ask for a, if a hybrid model was available. So the the best team to me, that that is completely subjective, right? You could ask 20 different people and you'll get different answers on what like the best team is or best, uh, best four teams. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, right. But still, it's like. um how can you say that Georgia is not one of the, like, would you say that Washington or Texas would be Georgia? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they would, but I don't think they would. Yeah. I think Georgia is still one of the better teams in the country. Now everyone can make their case. I would say that most deserving can play into that because if there is a team that is undefeated did win their conference and like what's what else would they have to prove to anybody to say they're the best team? Cause they've beaten good teams along the way. It's not like, you know, this was some mountain West conference champion. that just, just slid in the back door. You know, this was FSU. They beat us handily uh, and they beat a bunch of other teams uh, handily that were ranked. So it's like, yeah, I know they lost their star quarterback, but 
even George and Travis said, it's like they've they've still marched on. They've still won. And sometimes, you know, in, in with, uh, you know, double-digit wins. So to say that FSU is not a good team because they lost him, I think is uh, incredulous at, at, at best, maybe silly, because they, like, like you said, they, they, their second string was out with a concussion. Their third string was in yesterday in a conference championship game, and they did fine. They're, it's not like they, they clung to a three-point lead or something. They, Florida State was fine. And it tells me the team itself is good not just Jordan Travis. So for that reason, I'd say I think they they probably messed up. I think Florida State would have been fine in the playoff. Now, the fact that they put two one-loss teams in above an undefeated team, I, I don't know. I think that's whatever. You can argue that goes back to the subjectiveness of who's the best team or the better four teams. How can you say that a one-loss team is better than a zero-loss team just because they lost their quarterback? Uh, not only that, but they're putting the two one-loss teams that have already played each other. So now we're getting a possible repeat. Could build up to be a nice revenge game, but other than that, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that you can uh, definitively say that these are the four best teams because I don't know how you could say. I'd say you could look at the top six teams. See, now we have to expand the playoff to the best eight teams in the country. I just don't know that that's – I don't know how you can say that. So that's why I think deserving – uh, can play into it right Daniel. they this year it seems that they went with more of the best team approach than most deserving because like you said scott if it was most deserving i mean florida state 13 and 0 major conference champion they literally haven't lost and there are a lot of people are saying on twitter is like why why would even play the games of the regular season because literally they did everything they could they won every game they won the conference championship and yet they still got bumped for a team that has a loss um, in both Texas and Alabama, obviously Texas and Alabama, the resumes are very similar. They only have one lost, uh, and each one, their conference championship as well. So I don't think it's a question of whether Texas or Alabama is not deserving. It's just that all of the, te- there's more than four teams that deserve to be in. And that's just the limitation of the four team playoff. Uh, in, in my personal opinion, uh, I agree that Florida state should have been in and Bama should have been out leaving the sec shut out, which is I'm, as a kind of an SEC homer, it's hard to, to say these things, but uh, I think that's just the way it shook out, especially with Texas having the head to head over Alabama. Um, if they had ranked Alabama over Texas and that would have been a whole nother can of worms. But it, if I, I was kind of the commissioner of the CFB, I would say that it should be most deserving with the sprinkling of, of best team, because um, kind of ironically, if you look at it here, if you say the four most deserving teams, it actually, I mean, there's four undefeated teams. There's Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Liberty. They're kind of coming out of nowhere. Uh, so if, if you went by that heuristic, there's your four teams right there. It's it's very easy. Um, obviously, you can't put Liberty in because they haven't, they ain't played nobody, Paul. Um, but then so now you're starting to backtrack because like, well, if Liberty's not good enough and they're 13-0, then Florida State, they're 13-0, maybe they're not good enough either. And then you're like, well, Washington, they're 13-0. And then you start kind of... Uh, you have to kind of create some hard and fast rules. Uh, I do feel bad for Jordan Travis, who said I should have broken my leg earlier in the season. So y'all could see like how good of a team we are without me. Um, and the whole team basically got punished for one guy breaking his leg at the end of the season, which really sucks. Uh, the, the games should come out all right in the end, I think, but there's going to be a lot of hurt fans 
for a good while here. I think this is the biggest snub of the CFB era, so to speak, the last however many nine years it's been. Uh, and this will be the the fire for the expansion next year, which I mean, out ne- next year we're going to be cutting hairs between 12 and 13. So there's always something. Yeah. Um. So I actually, I think I disagree with both of y'all. I think it should be best team. I think it should be best four teams. Um, and, and I, because I think that the whole point of this is to identify who the best team in college football is not the most deserving team. And so, uh, I, I actually think that of all of the four teams that were put in this playoff, I feel like Texas is the one that, that got in for, I mean, I don't, I don't know how I mean, got in just on maybe deserving or because they beat Alabama and won the, and won their, their conference. Like, because I, I just don't feel like they're i mean they almost they they almost lost to kansas state they almost lost to uh what's the other one well they lost to oklahoma uh and then they almost lost to tcu who's one of the worst teams in the in the country almost this year um i i feel like if any if, if florida state has, should should be arguing about anybody getting in over them it should be texas like i would rather i think tech i think florida should be i mean florida state should be in over texas if i would pick the two but um i i i'm one of those i think georgia and and alabama should be in um i would i would nix nix texas and put put georgia in because just because i i do think that alabama is playing the best ball right now but i think it's undeniable that georgia is one of the best teams in the country it's like what kirby smart said last night he was like if you watch that game regardless of the outcome you can't tell me that that this georgia team is not one of the best teams in the country uh, right so the so then so then who, what would be your four in kind of order one to four uh, out of everybody in terms of best teams? Well, I mean, I think that this is, this is kind of a flaw of the, of why, of when they release the rankings, like, you know, eight weeks in advance almost, because they kind of create this narrative to start with of like, who's, who's the top, who's, who's in the middle, who's rising up, who could. And so like the way that they set it up, like it, it kind of had to be Michigan. Like you can't like, no matter what happens to the SEC championship, if Michigan takes care of business, you can't demote them based on and put like put a put a Georgia or I mean I guess, I guess if Georgia beat Bama by like a billion, you could have moved the you know you kept kept it the way it was, but like you can't put Bama ahead of Michigan, right? And yeah, jumping from eighth to first just because exactly. they beat Georgia. And so, so I, I feel like that's kind of, I mean, they kind of box themselves into a corner with the way they set up the, the rankings before. If I were just to do rankings without, without thinking about that, um, I think I do put, I, I put maybe, I would probably just, let's just, let's just say like Michigan one and then uh, Wash or Bama two. Uh, Georgia three, Washington four, something like that. I mean, it, to me, it's not a, a, a like. I'm just, I'm not saying, or I, it doesn't necessarily matter to me how much of like, are they a one, or are they a two, or are they a three, or are they a four. It's more of like, are they one of, are they one of the best four or not? And so, like, that's kind of the way I do it. I think, I think Washington has been very good this year, um, and I, I think they deserve to be in there. Uh, I guess they're there. I guess saying deserve, but I think Washington has shown they're one of the best teams in the country. So they played their way into the playoff. Um, I think Georgia and Alabama have two uh, and then Michigan. I, I, I do. I mean, I agree with Michigan being in there. I don't know if they're the best. I think Michigan's going to lose. I'll, I'll say it right now. I think Michigan's going to lose in that first, in that first playoff game. Mm, yeah. I, I still, I'm still not sure. I think Michigan, <clears throat> they, you know, they're a little bit tougher than, 
years past. Uh, I think they, you know, they'll be fine against Alabama. I, I hope it's a good game. Now, as far as the best teams, again, I, I still think that's such a subjective, but I agree with you about these preseason rankings. Maybe moving forward, they just get rid of them. But if we if we actually rank these teams, then it looks like, yeah, Georgia's been number one all year. And then they barely lose to Alabama, and now they drop down out of the playoff to number like six or like 5B, basically. Uh, so as far as that, I don't see – I don't know. To me, I think one through six are probably all very similar. Ohio State can sit this one out this year. But um, – as far as what you were saying about Texas and what they did, I mean, Alabama's the same, right? Like they switched quarterbacks because their play was so bad. Saban didn't even think he had it <laughs> like he had the right team out there. Now, if somebody else like Georgia had played them earlier in the year, they probably would have had another loss. Yeah. They're playing better right now. You could say they're playing the best right now, but you know, they also said they're going to look at the whole year and look, was it two weeks ago? They, they, they had to come from behind to beat Auburn, who is awful. Got a bowl game still, by the way, somehow. But Auburn was awful this year. Five wins. But Bama could – but they almost beat Bama. So we almost would not even be having this conversation. But again, of course, with this year, of course, the pieces fell as they did because I guess it has to be controversial before they're expanding it. But I still don't think that Bama is like – I mean, yeah, they're playing good now, but – I don't know. I still think they're susceptible. No, I think, I mean, yes, I I think they are too, but I I think that, uh, I think Auburn is a better team than than TCU was or than, you know, than, uh, what was the, sure. Sure. Like I, I just don't, um, again, and this is all prefaced by something that I've said throughout the entire year. I don't, there is not a, a rock solid elite unbeatable team this year. Um, but I, but I do think that uh, that the, the 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 play of that SEC championship uh, was some of the best play I've seen all year, and um, I mean I think that was better than than some of the you know top games we've talked about this entire year as far as just back and forth and and Alabama gritting it out. Um, I feel like and they 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 got in so they did get credit for it, but I feel like they 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 deserve credit for it. Mm-hmm. I have one more note on. FSU getting left out, which y'all, y'all may have seen. Uh, and that's the fact that the reason or part of the reason why the, the playoff is only at four teams this year is because of the so-called alliance, which was the ACC, uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 uh, conferences joining together in 2021 when the expansion of the playoff was first being discussed. And they said they wanted to vote against it because yeah. the expectation at the time was, oh, there's going to be like four SEC teams in the playoff, which possibly would have happened if it was 12. It would have been Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss and Missouri, probably. Um, but so they were trying to keep the SEC minimized. And they said that we're not expanding the playoff until 2024 at the earliest. And now here we are in 2023 with uh, an undefeated Florida state shut out. So, and obviously they're part of the ACC. So they kind of voted for their own doom there, uh, which is somewhat ironic and not, not a whole lot of, I mean, you can't really blame uh, Florida state for the decision of their conference two years ago. Uh, but that's just kind of a, a weird little note. And then yeah, on the, on the rankings thing that y'all were talking about, it would be interesting if the, the playoff committee didn't put out any rankings at all, just on yeah. the very last day, 
like today they just kind of come out of nowhere and say, here's your teams. There's no rankings. I mean, the AP is still going to do theirs and the fans online are going to make their own power rankings and all that. So it's impossible to avoid some sort of ranking like bias, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, that would maybe not influence teams shuffling up and down. Although everybody wants transparency in this process and that would kind of create even less of that uh, for just having a group of guys in a boardroom come out and settle the playoff on the last day of college football. Isn't it kind of funny? Like you, like you said, Daniel, that we just have this, we just have this group of people in a boardroom <laughs> that just decide. They're like at the holiday Inn express ballroom. Just, uh, Did you see that they were, some showing, appetizers. they were showing like, like pans of the committee room and it's like, they've got binders and like <laughs> they've got a bunch of TV screens and like a laptop that they're like looking at stats with. It's kind of funny, but, um, no, I, I, I agree. Like, I don't have a problem with AP polls or I think polls, that's fun. That's fine. But just the, like, I think that, I think that, I mean, think about when they first released the, the first CFP poll, you know, how much has changed and how, and, and that, that always happens where people fall and they rise and, Oh, you know, this, this game, this, that, this and that. Um, I think that it would, you wouldn't you wouldn't have them painting themselves into a corner as much if you didn't ha- if if they didn't release the uh the you know the polls or the the rank the CFP rankings every week right especially with this year with you know teams like Georgia winning the title last year where they're kind of trudging through i mean they like Alabama they got better as the year went on but yeah maybe they weren't the number one team i don't know how that would have changed like maybe after all their wins up until the SEC championship game, they still might have made number one, but I don't know. I, I just think the the preseason rankings where everyone sticks to and then they just they start ranking after that. I don't know. It didn't I don't think it really matters. Like I said, I wish they could just kind of do away with that stuff. I know people still do it. I mean, we probably already got some someone out there with a too early preseason list for next year, but I think waiting until the very last day to say, all right, here's your, these are your playoff teams. I don't know. I think that would cause more chaos, which seems to be the only constant in the last, well, ever since the BCS took hold anyway. We need to go back to the almighty computer. Decide That's things. what we need to do is we need to just have, we need to have the computer, but we need to have it like now that we can make, um, make an AI, like have, you know, personality, or we need to have the computer, like have a, have its own show and talk to us about like IBM Watson needs to be like, you know, hi, yeah. Alabama played well last night. AI, Plus, Pat, AI Pat McAfee. Yeah. Oh gosh. Nothing with Pat yeah. McAfee needs to exist anymore. <laughs> I could just be Siri. You know, <laughs> Siri, who are the playoff teams? I'd like to help you with that. The best teams in the country are, and then she just lists them. She lists the she lists four teams and then that's it. No, you can't argue with it. Reese Davis just sits there at the at the desk. He asks Siri. It tells him, and that's how you do it. And then if you try and ask more complicated questions, she just says, "I'm sorry, I don't understand." <laughs> and then you just leave it at that. Uh, that sounds good. I don't know. I, I still think uh, I, I if I was a Florida State fan, I would be hosed. Uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> there's no there's no appeal you could look forward to next year but probably not gonna have the same players next year either so it's gonna be kind of a hosed bowl because they're gonna be playing uh georgia right so you know battle of the host 
Mm-hmm. True. Although, yeah, maybe this would have been the, the playoff game that everyone deserved. Who knows? Um, but speaking of... If, if Florida State comes out and beats Georgia with their third-string quarterback, like that'll, that'll basically start the end times here because that's like they'll be claiming a national championship. I'm pretty sure. Like if you sure. if UCF can claim a national championship, then a, an undefeated Florida state who got left out and then beats Georgia in the orange bowl. Like they got about as good of a claim to it as anybody. Fair enough. But they, but this they'll still have their second string by, you know, in four weeks from now. Right. Oh yeah. He should be out of concussion protocol. Right. True. But yeah. even still, if they beat him with, if they beat Georgia with a second string, you know, not Jordan Travis, I mean, people, before he broke his leg, he was a Heisman contender as well as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, is you know, is Georgia going to come out flat? I, I could see it. I don't. I, is Florida State going to come out flat? I feel like I feel like Georgia's more likely to come out flat than Florida State. But yeah, that'll. I mean, that might be. You're right, Daniel. That might actually be the best game of the year. Best like bowl game might be better than a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I hope they. Yeah. I hope they. I hope Georgia and Florida State are talking about that right now and going to make it that way. That's what I want. We're going to see. So I, I think there are some good matchups. We're going to get into those. I mean, you just mentioned the Orange Bowl with uh, UGA and Florida State. Uh, that one is going to be oh Saturday, December thirtieth. That's right. Um, so well, let's let's just go over the bowls of what I think are the top four bowls. You know, the country. Uh, of course, LSU, we're going to be in the ReliaQuest Bowl in Tampa, taking on Wisconsin. Got to be honest, didn't know what the ReliaQuest Bowl was. I had to think, all right, that's I've heard the name before. It's probably in Florida. Uh, it's not the Cheez-It Bowl unless they took over that. Um, but it is in Tampa. We've played there. It used to be the Outback Bowl. Last time we were there, we beat, I believe it was Notre Dame. Dame, right? By like 21 to 14 or something. It was Iowa. Iowa, sorry. Iowa, thank you. I think we lost um, to Notre Dame in, in a bowl. No, yeah, we did. No, I was I was trying to think. It's, it's someone that we've beaten and lost to, but it's Iowa. So I'll be honest. I think there probably could have been a better matchup. I don't really know that much about Wisconsin. I mean, I'd rather get revenge on Kansas State, Right, because they they think they owned us. I mean, they they kind of did a couple of years ago, but I, I just I think they had it coming. I also still think we would uh would have been had a better matchup probably with Notre Dame. But I don't know what to say you guys. Are you excited? Did you already get your tickets to this ReliaQuest Bowl already? Yeah, I already got my box seat. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, it's uh it's about I guess what LSU deserves. I mean, a nine and three <gasps> season you. <laughs> can hope to get into the new year six, but probably not. And then we're not one of the top four sec teams. So it's hard to sneak in there and it's not exactly glamorous, but it's all right. Playing on new year's day in Florida. isn't the, the worst thing ever, although it is a noon kickoff already. So people are going to be waking up on new year's day, like, Oh, not feeling too good. Um, but you can, you can click on LSU and hopefully watch our offense, um, throttle Wisconsin. Uh, I would like a, a bit of a more premier opponent, uh, Wisconsin is, I really don't know too much about them this year. They're seven and five. So not great, but not terrible. Uh, I think LSU wins in that game, especially if Jaden Daniels does play, but even if he doesn't, I think we got a pretty good shot with Nussmeyer and, uh, it, it's, it's all right. Not exactly a, um, flashy way to end the season, but we could put 10 wins on the board and that'll be a good, good result. 
Right. Tommy. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's, it's not the, like Daniel said, like it's not the flashiest bowl, but it, it'll be decent. And I think, you know, playing Wisconsin, they're going to be a, a okay team. I think we shouldn't, shouldn't have much trouble with them though. Um, and especially like you said, Daniel Daniel's place, we should be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, other bowls, I think you, you take a look at the other bowls, like, uh, I think Missouri versus Ohio state, the cotton bowl could be interesting. Um, I think peach bowl is interesting. Old Miss and Penn state. Uh, obviously we talked about, uh, the capital one orange bowl. Uh, I like that one. Um, it's really, I mean, everything, all the stuff, I don't know if y'all kind of noticed this, but like all the stars kind of aligned to, to, for everybody to get hosed this year, because it just happened to be that the playoff games are the Rose bowl and the sugar bowl, but you have teams like, like a Georgia or a, uh, or an Oregon that would be perfect Rose bowl slash, uh, sugar, but sugar bowl like contenders to you know what i mean because of like the sec connection or the pac-12 connection so everything it's, it's just everybody's got posed this year um that being said uh i mean bowls i like them they're fun <laughs> sure <I> thought. <laughs> before, uh, before the pod i was telling tommy like usc who had national championship hopes before the season and then for a little while early on they've been demoted to the direct tv holiday bowl against uh louisville and san diego so a bit bit of a fall from grace for them and lincoln riley coaching for his job question mark um i, I don't know like, will caleb williams play in that game i doubt it he's probably off to the nfl so uh, he probably no. wants ownership in the bowl sticks right like he wants <laughs> to he wants some more than just the gift sweet bag goodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have a question for you guys though. What exactly is ReliaQuest? I mean, I know what the Pop Tarts Bowl is, yeah, Barstool Sports, Arizona Bowl, all that's obvious. What is ReliaQuest? Do we have a guess? I, I I have a guess. I don't know if Tommy does. I don't know if Daniel does, but he's probably been looking. Did you already look it up, Daniel? I looked it up, but I'll give you my guess as to what I thought it was before I looked it up. Okay. okay. Daniel, you go first. What did you think it was? I thought it had something to do with car, like car care, like rely. I don't know, like huh. car maintenance. Maybe okay. I'm thinking of the, the Miki car care bowl, but that one's I think <laughs> a bygone. But uh, that was is incorrect. I'll tell you that. Okay. I, I kind of feel like it's like an insurance company, but I don't I have no idea. Right. I, I I guess I'm kind of along the lines with you. I feel like it's some sort of financially related thing. I th- I thought it was uh, something about ReliaQuest mortgages or uh, uh, yeah. loans or something like that. Well, I looked it up and all, all three of us are wrong, pretty wrong. Uh, apparently, it's some sort of cybersecurity company. Uh, okay. Even after reading the website, I'm not 100% sure. But it uh, their headline says we make security possible, and then the, the tagline is by combining the power of a security operations platform, ReliaQuest Gray Matter, with security expertise, our customers have increased visibility, the ability to confidently automate across the security life cycle, life cycle, and effectively measure and manage risk for continuous improvement. So that's a lot of kind of uh, corporate babble there. Yeah, um, I guess I kind of just did a free ad for ReliaQuest, but uh, who knows. Um, I doubt that LSU playing in this bowl will cause me to purchase their products anymore. So I would uh, imagine it's probably like not even, it's probably an enterprise solution that we, <laughs> that we would have to buy for talking tigs, the, the business, <laughs> right? Gotta invest a hundred thousand dollars to get this security platform. Right. Uh, well, yeah, that's rely quest is somebody we would go to 
uh, just to so that someone wouldn't hack our mainframe and steal all of our private information. Uh, we're talking like global security measures here. Yeah, we're talking like I don't, we don't want them to steal our bowl picks. We don't want them to steal our thoughts on recruiting. We don't want them to steal our, um, you know, our, that kind of our thing. mini uh, the information of our mini subscribers. Yeah. Hope right. they don't steal our, uh, steal our podcast archive. All the, all the talking takes history will be lost. All of our bad picks over the years erased in the blink of an eye. For <laughs> someone used, else, to... or used against us. Exactly, exactly. All right, so that's what they do. Great. Um, now, again, it used to be the Outback Bowl, which, again, it's it's weird how these things used to have a an identity, and once the names change, it's like the bowl is I don't know, it just feels different, right? Like it's always. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like it's been the, it was the Nokia Sugar Bowl for a while. Now it's been the Allstate Sugar Bowl for a while. Before it was the FedEx Orange Bowl. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't. Maybe the names don't really matter. It's the location. It's it's not a a big game. It's not a playoff. So at this point, it doesn't matter. We're just gonna go and enjoy, and hopefully beat some badger butt. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the. Uh... The sponsors do make a little bit more sense. Like I remember the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl was always one that clicked to me. Like that's that's a good sponsor right there. Like I, yeah. I don't know if some of the Southwest themed Tostitos getting in you there. Have, you have Tostitos became the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, and PlayStation's already out. They've been replaced by somebody. Now it's um Ver- Verbo. Verbo, right? Like, like uh, house know. rentals or whatever. They do. Verbo Bowl. <laughs> it really was sad when they when when all the bowls became corporate. That's kind of a normie take, but I agree. Like, I liked it yeah. better when it was just orange, cotton, peach, sugar. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> um, so, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. Um, what about when uh, when Duck Dynasty was the sponsor of the Independence Bowl for like one year? Yeah, that, that, all, that didn't last very long. <laughs> I guess they didn't get a good return on investment for something like that. I mean, Shreveport, Louisiana is not ex- exactly the... Uh, pristine destination that all the college football players want to go to over their new year's holiday. <laughs> so no, I don't understand that. Not really. Uh, well, you know, at least, I at least think it's good that we, cause normally LSU, unless they're in one of these playoffs, uh, we usually get the more of the tail end, right? Like, what was it? Uh, when we played, it's like Kansas state, like we were on the Thursday before that, like we always had a, one of those later games. If it wasn't January 1st, it was like the last game before the playoff or the championship game or whatever. I mean, it's kind of still the case. I mean, we're one of the first games before the playoffs that day. I think that's good. Uh, we're not going to, I don't know if we'd want to play at the same time as a playoff game. That's not going to happen. So I'm glad that we're early. Yeah, it sucks. It's that early, but we can watch and have the whole day to watch like the main event. Yeah. Looking forward to what day is the first bowl? Let's see. Uh December sixteenth. So we got two weeks off. Gonna be kind of yeah. weird, two weeks without college football, but then uh six bowls on that first day. So uh the TV will be be clicking. But we do have the the Heisman ceremony this week, which is of particular interest to LSU fans. Yep. Mm-hmm. What so this thinking? is what I was well, this is what I was gonna say. After watching the Pac twelve title game. It's like, yeah, both of these guys are talented. I finally got to see more of Michael Penix. I mean, the guy's got his own little style there. He's left-handed. He just he can kind of flick it sidearmed a lot of times, and he's just very, very accurate. 
and he can run too, obviously. Same with Bo, but I didn't think either of those guys really won anything that day. Uh, definitely not Bo, but there was like literally one time where it was back-to-back interceptions yeah. on, on both of them. So I would say, I don't think either of these guys look like a Heisman at, you know, at least in the, in the, in that game. So uh, who, who else was there? Harrison. He didn't even play. Um, he, and Malik neighbor still has better stats than him. I, I got to go with Jaden here. Yeah, I think I think it's all Jaden. Um, yeah, Bo, Bo Nix didn't didn't necessarily impress me. I feel like Penix has been very has been solid. He's been pretty steady, solid the whole year, but nothing outstanding. The only thing, and this is superficial, but the only thing that I that I see as a challenge for Jaden, but maybe the competition doesn't have it either. What is Jaden's Heisman moment? You know, we talk about that. I can tell you what Joe's is right. Like we all remember the run against Alabama. Where he points, you know what I'm talking about? Like he kind of and he actually ends up like doing the Heisman pose a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um or when he was in the SEC title game against Georgia, he scrambled, almost sacked, then he threw, threw it, it all the way, yeah, all the way downfield. I you know, I could say that one. I don't know. I thought one of Jaden's moments was when he was just one of his runs where I don't know if you could say it's the 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 85 yard one against Florida. Right. Um or just one of those games that week where he just, he turned nothing into a touchdown run yeah. and he was weaving in and out of people and like no one else could have done that. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think uh, he's had, he's had a lot of like great plays, but I think, and this is something we talked about for weeks now is like the play of our team in general has held him back a little bit to where his plays haven't, haven't like oh he this was the moment where he won the game that that sent us to the SEC championship or that beat Alabama or that you know you know what I mean right because the the biggest win on our schedule was Missouri which they're not not a bad team but I don't know if Missouri is a signature win either uh but yeah Jaden Daniels was the biggest Washington fan uh, on Friday because in my opinion even if well, even if Nick's still had the same day that he had, if, if Oregon had won that game, I think he maybe wins the Heisman just because they would have gotten to the playoff, I, I think, and the committee would have been hard-pressed to to turn away the conference champion, Oregon, who had been getting a lot of hype and media attention and all that in favor of Jaden Daniels, who was just sitting at home um, this past weekend and not even playing. But now with the two losses for Oregon and uh, kind of a – Medi- mediocre performance yeah the stats don't lie and i think Jaden daniels takes it home so uh four years ago when joe burrow won the heisman i was like it's been 50 years since the last one for lsu i was pretty much prepared for it to be 50 never see years. another one again yeah <laughs> yeah maybe not in our lifetimes and then here we are just four years later another quarterback who um was he was he playing the same time as joe burrow in 2019 i think he yeah for arizona he was a state. freshman at arizona state so yeah there you go um wouldn't have predicted that, but uh, excited. And I mean, for all the talk about putting up statues for Joe Burrow, the, the, uh, I guess the Mason or whatever you call the person who makes a statue, the sculptor <laughs> might, have, might have to, to, have to put in double time. Yeah. Double time and, and work on Jade Daniels while he's at it. So that's pretty cool. Um, and they, they haven't announced the finalists yet. I think it might just be Daniels, Nick's and Michael Penix. I don't know if there's really a fourth deserving person, uh, there, so it could just be the three quarterbacks in New York. Um, but yeah, tune in Saturday, I think 8 p.m. Eastern. They always have a really long 
process and that's just all right get it over with and give them the trophy uh mm-hmm. but it, it should be fun yeah um and not to be outdone i mean at lsu yeah Jaden wasn't uh playing he was invisible but lsu didn't let that stop them from putting up a billboard in vegas like you know where this <laughs> the pac-12 title where the two other players are basically saying uh this is this is the guy that needs to win the heisman which uh, I love the pettiness. You, you got to love it. You got to th- love the shade that they're throwing. But um, I don't know. It's like they really went all in on this campaign. You see other people chiming in, you know, uh, NFL guys all saying, and man, this is Jaden Daniels. She's yeah. Already. So hopefully that's what happens. Cause I don't know. I think we, I, I don't know what to do after that. Cause I just don't see how the other guys have, truly done enough to win it over where, where Daniels has, like you said, numbers don't lie. And he's, it, it is, he cr- it still is crazy to me that like, like, it doesn't feel like he, like he's had a great season, but like, I, I still can't believe that he's probably going to win the Heisman. Like it's just mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of surreal. Cause yeah, he was tearing teams apart, but there was, I wouldn't say never, but there, there wasn't really the sense of like, wow, like he's the best player in college football. I mean, it yeah. kind of got to that, to that point later on in the season as other candidates kind of fell away, but it was like, oh yeah, he's a good quarterback, especially, I mean, people were saying Nussmeyer like at the beginning of the season, like when, when's he playing? After Florida State, they were like, should, we should have seen more of Nuss. I might've said that. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> right. And it wasn't like, you know, he just built up all his stats against, grambling or army i mean he did some then but it's the fact that he did it uh some of this you know a a little bit against florida state but you know against some of uh you know like against Ole miss we didn't win but they did it against alabama before he got knocked out that's another thing goes back to them it's alabama definitely does have some calls just happen to fall their way sometimes most of the times uh you know there's that one play against georgia where it wasn't a catch but it was ruled a catch and they yeah. got it. They didn't review that, but then uh happened to Georgia and there was just an automatic review. So it's, you know, they, they do get the, I guess the, what is it? The uh, chance favors the, or luck favors the the prepared ones or the good ones. Um, I don't know. They just, they seem to, to get those calls those that way. But back to my point, Jaden did this, did this against all these teams, Florida, even Texas A&M, who's, you know, well, I'm not going to get into that, but it's like he, he did it against uh, probably the toughest or one of the toughest schedules in the country. So oh, And he, he did it with it. less. He did more with less. Right. I mean, we were one defensive coordinator from probably only having one loss this year. Right. One, one madhouse away. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, even not, of, maybe even not one loss. We might've, we might've been playing in the play play in Georgia. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Florida State was just ready for us again. Well, we got USC to the first game in Vegas next year. No Caleb Williams. Can LSU please just win the first game of the year? Has it been four years in a row that we've lost the first game? Because we yeah. lost to Florida State twice. <laughs> we lost to UCLA in that one game. And I think in 2020 we played, was it Mississippi State? That was the game when like he set the That's passing record. Slovis went off, yeah. So, yeah, we haven't yeah. won a game in four years. I haven't won a first game in four years. You're right, Daniel. Mm. Mm. Good times. Got to change that. Uh, anything else? 
that's about it on my end. Um, obviously, we'll be coming right after the Heisman, hot off of that, hopefully with the Jaden Daniels victory, and then a little bit of a lull before the Bulls start up. But yeah, um, glad to, to break all that down. Yeah, which could include some, I don't know if there's going to be any commits. I think we had one. We did have a, uh, you know, there's there's always the old transfer portal that's that can get busy with action. Keep an eye on that. I think we already had someone enter it. We can save that for next week, just in case we have more to add. But yeah, it's going to pretty much slow down here soon. But we're going to have it for you next week on Talking Tigs. Uh, I don't know, Tommy, any any parting words from you? Uh, I would just say um, that I really enjoyed the SEC Championship on CBS, really enjoyed the the sign-off, and it was almost like saying goodbye to a friend, like the way that Gary Danielson and uh, Brett, Brett Nessler, uh, you, know, you know, the way they, like, talked about it. I was like, man, this is sad. <laughs> like, you know, thank you for being, whether, whether you're, whether you were watching it from your living room or at a bar or with a beer or, you know, with your family or something, like, thank you for inviting us into our, into your homes is kind of sad. And I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't, Daniel, I think you're right. Like ESPN doesn't do it that way. I'm sure the production value will be good because ESPN does everything. You know, there's not really a poor, poorly done ESPN production, but it's never as, it, it, I don't know if it's going to be as endearing or as uh, nostalgic as the SEC on CBS. So Probably not. You know, Godspeed SEC on CBS when this, however long, I'm sure this is like a 20 year contract, the ESPN or something like maybe we'll catch you back in 2044. Right. <laughs> when, when Liberty is kind of taken over the reins of the conference by then. Yeah. And our 24 team super conference. Anyway, uh, well, we can talk about stuff like that next week here on Talking Tig. So until then, hope everyone has a great week. Stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.